Hello, Tile friends, and welcome to episode two of Tile Money. Thank you for all the messages and replies and direct messages. All the positive feedback I'm getting really encourages me. So today I thought I'd share with you a little bit further into my first year in business and six important lessons I learned during that first year. I'd also thought I should share my background just a little bit more, dive into it a little deeper. I know I always enjoy hearing about other people's stories and how they got into the tile world. So my history is I learned how to install tile in Tucson, Arizona. That's where I started at 17 years of age. And back then we were doing a lot of track homes for the company I was working with. And we would grid floors out and we would not use spacers. So three or more tile setters could start on opposite ends of the home and meet in the middle and work our way out. And everything would line up just perfect. And that's the power of having a crew that continues to work together and gets to know each other and and gets to know a method. So that was pretty cool. I also got a taste for mud work there in Tucson. We would float some showers and even some countertops and things of this nature. So pretty good background there. But from there, I ended up moving to Brooklyn, New York, and ended up continuing to work in tile, of course. And we were working in high-rise buildings, apartment buildings. And it's there that I really learned the importance of prep work and safety and waterproofing because when you're building showers up 20 floors up you really do not want those things to leak so I'm thankful that I got to work with people from all across the nation and get to see the diversity and different tips and tricks that they would bring to the job site and I learned more on teamwork because we were even a larger crew there and I, of course, I learned a lot about safety there with all the safety meetings. And I'm so thankful I did because uh, many times I'm thankful that I still have my hearing and my eyesight. <laughs> I can't believe, you know, when you're young in the business, in the trade, and you think you're invincible and too many times people get hurt. So thankfully, I've never been hurt on the job. Um, terrible or, or bad, that is. Um now, I continued to learn some mud work back there in New York, and I also learned how to install wallboard like Duroc and stuff and how to get it flat and shim it out and get it really as good as it can, as good as you can. So from there, after about three years there living in New York, I started to tire of the East Coast and wanted to change the scenery. So I went completely to the opposite end and moved out here to the West Coast. I had always wanted to live in California, so I got my chance and saw an opportunity and took it. So I landed in Santa Cruz, California, where I continued to work in tile trade, and I was working under a mud master, and this gentleman had so much skill, and he brought so much to the table, and I learned a lot from him. He would work hard all day, floating a shower or installing tile, and at the end of the day, it looked like he looked when, when he first saw him in the morning, <laughs> he did not have a spot of dirt on him or mud or thin set or whatever. So he was second generation. He taught me how to fabricate his my stonework so that the returns on the mud wall would be seamless. Um, eventually, uh, I got married and moved in with my wife a few hours south there. And that's when I decided to get my own license and go out on my own. But as I alluded to in episode number one... 
I really uh, lacked any sort of business skills or sales skills. And the big thing I lacked was confidence. I didn't have a plan. I didn't know how to price my jobs. So I lacked confidence on the business end. So this resulted in, in my business never taking off there in Monterey. And I eventually went to work for someone and I never really left the trade because um, even though I was doing other things, I would often um, take a side job and the company would actually hire me to do some tile. Um, just about every single month, I would do some some tiling for this company that owned a lot of apartments. So my friend there also uh, had a tile business, a small tile business, and he had gotten into epoxy grouts uh, a couple years earlier and that was the only grout that he would use. So he differentiated himself from his competition. And by way of that, he had his phone ringing with people who had heard that he was the one to call when they wanted something better, a better product. Or they would do research on grouts and why grouts discolor or why they you know, get mildew and moldy. And they would learn that epoxy grout was your best chance, your best product out there. So he got the phone to ring because people were looking for him. And when they called him, they called him with the intent to hire him. And a lot of these jobs would be in Pebble Beach, Carmel by the Sea, Carmel Highlands, Monterey, all, all the places where people have money. So it was a powerful thing for his business and a good lesson that I learned by observing him. I continued to gain knowledge on the John Bridge forms and absorb as much information as I could. So eventually, uh, my wife and I decided to move a few hours south of there to the central coast to near San Luis Obispo, and this is where I saw an opportunity to get my business going again. So what I did is I, I got some business cards made, 20 to $30, $40 worth, and I hit the ground running. I knew that I only had, um, I knew that I had to get busy. In other words, I didn't have any any sort of reserve to really rely on, so I hit the ground running and I talked to everybody I could. I talked to any construction worker I saw on the street or in the grocery line or wherever I was and I was handing those business cards out. I talked to contractors on jobs. I would drive around looking for jobs. I talked to designers and tile showrooms. Excuse me. It wasn't that long before I was I was really busy. By the summer, I was too busy probably. And this is where I learned another valuable lesson. This is where I made a mistake. I got so busy that I started making uh, financial mistakes that were adding up and also starting to make mistakes in my work. I was lowering my stand standards. I didn't have time to like sit back and analyze the jobs and say, huh, you know, I really didn't make my goal there. I didn't, you know, I'm making maybe $20 an hour, $30 an hour. I didn't have time because I was, I, I had taken on so much work and committed to so much, committed myself, overcommitted really. And the, the people I was hiring didn't have the skill set that they should have. And so I had lowered my standards. I low, and, you know, by way of lowering my standards, uh, I was accepting subpar work for my employees as well. So. The, the real issue was the business was running me. And when you start a business and you own a business, you really want to be in charge of that business. I mean, the whole point of owning a business is so that you run the business, right? So that you don't have to be an employee. But see, when your business is out of control, like mine was, I was in a worse position than I would have been just working for somebody because now all of a sudden the business was running me and I wasn't even making that good of money. 
So a good example of this is when my daughter was born, a couple days after she was born, I left the hospital, left my wife and my newborn there to go um, to go work on a job for a few hours because this customer was giving me hell for not being there, even though I explained what, you know, that I had a newborn. So my business was making decisions for me and you never want to get in this situation because what happened is I experienced burnout. You know, I was just sick of tile. I was sick of it all. So I knew that I had to make some changes if I was going to continue the business and, um, you know, be in it for the long run. So I started making some changes right away um, and I had some time. I I said, I'm going to step back. I'm going to slow things down. I had a really good employee and I let the rest go. And I started learning via books and podcasts. I found podcasts and I found Audible, which is where you can listen to business books. If you don't, you know, if you're not keen to reading them, you can just listen to them, a lot of them. And so I started, you know, making some changes and making improvements in my business to the point where the second year I had a similar amount of sales as the first year, but the profit was so much better that I actually worked a lot less and was able to pay myself more. So I would say that, you know, education is key and having that skilled employee that's going to help you build your business, not hiring a helper or somebody that you have to spend a lot of train on. So, or excuse me, spending a lot of time training, but somebody who's already skilled and somebody who you can put to work right away and make you proud. So the lessons that I learned just as a recap here is number one, you're going to want to gain that confidence by spending time educating yourself. If you're if you're just thinking about going out for business, you know, start educating yourself on sales. Whether you like it or not, you're going to have to be good at sales. You're also going to need to know how much are you going to charge. You know, you're you're going to need to know things like overhead and um, you you know your daily rates, basically. Number two, a, a lesson I learned by observing my friend was just to set yourself apart, offer something that your competition doesn't offer. This could be as simple as learning how to use epoxy grouts, or you could use a different method or material, or you could specialize in backsplashes or showers or steam showers. You know, the sky's the limit, but find the niche and really try to get most of your work in that niche or because of that niche, because then your customers are going to start calling you eventually because they learn that you're, that's your specialty. Even if you do other things, you can kind of advertise that this is your specialty. Number three is don't get in a position to where the business is running you. Don't get too busy for your own good because when you when when that happens, you get burned out and you start you know not wanting you start wanting to shut the show down, shut the business down, and go back to work for someone. So number four would be don't ever let, lower your standards because if you lower your standards. You're not going to feel right and you're going to, you know, be discouraged and you're going to beat yourself up and it's just going to be a lose-lose. Number five would be to continue that business education. Even after you feel like, you know, you're, you're having some money, um, no matter how many years in this business, if you admit it or not, you can always learn more. There's always somebody smarter than you and you can always learn from them. I'm always looking for new new teachers, new people to listen to and read from. Number six, and one of my lessons that I was thankful to learn early on was to hire skilled help because that, that bad help, even though they're cheaper and easier to acquire, they're going to make you look bad. So hire the help that's going to build your business up and hire the help that you'll be able to work on your business, not in your business. 
So I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it's helping you. Please subscribe if it is and review me. Please join the conversation on Instagram and Facebook and email me if you have a story you'd like to share. If you'd like to be interviewed, email me. I've got some great interviews coming up. So I hope you're all having a profitable week. Until next time, take take care.